are, episode number 47. Holy crap, 47. Uh, episode 47. No laugh track. This is uh, Acme Comedy's official podcast. My name's Justin Severson, the host. My guest today, 20 years as a stand-up comedian. He's found success in film, television, radio, as well as on the live stage. I'm reading all of that. It's good, though. And his name is Tom Papa. It is. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Good afternoon. I'm not really sure, but hello. Whenever you're nice listening, to be here. wherever you are, in <laughs> yeah. your car, on the toilet, wherever you are listening. Good day to you. This. Good day to you, sir. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing really well. It's good to be back here. I'm trying to think when the last time was. I think it's it's been a couple of years, I think. It's good to be back. I always love coming here. What's your problem? Why aren't you coming back? Um, I think, What's your deal, man? I think we got pushed a couple times because of... Uh, some private gigs or some other things and then we got pushed because of everyone was excited that that the uh minnesota basketball team might have been in the ncaa and they thought people wouldn't come so there's been a lot of juggling around wow i don't know i whenever they tell me i can come i i I come back (laughs) (laughs) well first of all we need to do something about that hat you're wearing i wouldn't wear the hat if it wasn't so cold in april whatever we are I'm, it's really just for warmth. They sell twins hats here. You ought to get one of those. I should. You're right. I like the twins. I've always liked the twins. I do like the Yankees a little more. But my grandfather was a Yankee. Man, what am I supposed to do? To say no to my dead grandpa? What do you mean he was a Yankee? He was a Yankee fan. Oh, Yankee fan. Yeah, he grew up in like Jersey City and Hoboken and he saw like all the great guys. So as a kid, you're sitting and listening to him talk about, you know... Mickey Mantle sure, the and Mick. Joe DiMaggio and all these guys. After that, what am I going to do? I tried to root for the uh, Dodgers when I went to L.A., when I was living in L.A. for a while. And uh, I really tried. But you can't. It's too much. You can't learn more than one team. Yeah. Like the Yankees have all these new players now. And I was spending the last month like trying, oh, who is this guy? Jason Nix? Nunez? All right. And then you get them all down. Then last night I was watching the Mets because they were on ESPN. Yeah, I was like, "Oh man, I, I'm just going to watch the logo because I can't, <laughs> I can't get invested in a whole bunch of other guys." No, I uh, I know Daryl Strawberry is not with the Mets anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm pretty sure of that. Are you a Gooden. Twins fan? I am. That's yeah. good. Yeah, they're uh, they're always a fun team to follow. Mm-mm. They break your heart a lot, but they, yeah, you know, we're proud proud of our plucky team. Yeah, they're yeah. good. The how are they, they going to be this year? They are going to be uh, not very good, but <laughs> I, they're good. like right around 500 right now. They've played the least amount of games in Major League Baseball so far this year because of all of the uh, shitty weather we've had here. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it has been. It's just hanging on. It's just beating everybody. And we're New York's going through the same thing. We're just... You get one day, you wake up and you look, oh, it looks like it's spring. There's a flower and it's sunny. And you open the door. It's like, I've been taking pictures outside my house uh, like for the last two weeks just to see. It'll be like snowfall, three inches of snow. The next day it's gone. The yeah. next day, five inches of snow. God. It's been amazing. Oh, well, it's, it's going to be nice. This weekend's it's going to be delightful. I can feel it. Yeah, this week is uh, long johns during the week and shorts on the weekend. Yeah. I saw a guy walking this morning with a sleeveless shirt. Well, he's an idiot. downtown. I'm like, man, <laughs> I get him, though, because I, I've put my winter coat away five times already. Yeah, like, I, I made the mistake of taking the uh, ice scraper out of my car. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now I have a broken credit card yeah. because of it. But they always say for the club, whenever I come to Acme, they're like, well, you want to go when the weather's bad because that's when the crowds are the best. Yeah. 
Do you remember the first time you came here? How long ago was that? The first time I came here was a long time ago. I was opening for who? For Mitch Fatel. Oh yeah. And I used I would open for him a bunch of places. We did some college gigs together and stuff. And then he brought me here to this club for the first time. Mitch brought you here. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And uh, and it was great. We had a great time. We stayed in a condo together somewhere around, like nearby. I don't know if they even have a condo anymore. No, I think it's just that hotel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we went into this condo and, you know, Mitch, he's perverted. Yeah, and, really? Yeah. and he, That's not an act? <laughs> it's totally not an act. <laughs> so there was always escapades after the show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was my first time. And I've I, every time I'm doing interviews anywhere, honestly, and they ask, what clubs do you like? This is always in my top three. Yeah. For sure. Mitch is a married man now, I believe. Yeah, maybe. No? I, I don't think know. so. Probably not married the way that we would be married. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of clauses, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> agreements. Maybe some sort of contract was signed, but yeah. we don't know what. <laughs> exactly. A lot of... But when I marry you, that means I can bring in other girls. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure whoever he did marry is <laughs> really wa- came in with her own set of... <laughs> plans probably yeah but god bless him he makes it work he's a guy that sees his life and makes it work yeah absolutely absolutely so um you have a movie coming out i do on hbo yes you're you're playing uh not the lead who's the uh I'm, my mind is uh it's the liberace movie liberace candelabra yes liberace and michael uh, douglas is playing liberace michael douglas plays liberace matt damon plays his boyfriend scott thorson and I play his tour manager, Ray Arnett. It was the first movie I did where people were excited to see my chest hair. Re- really? Because it's all in the 70s and we're all dressed like maniacs. And Oh, really? Like, oh, he actually has chest hair. And they just put a bunch of gold chains on it and <laughs> they're very... Very into it. Did they need to? Did you have to do a little uh, chest check to make sure you were you passed for a seventies? <laughs> no, I just got the role, and then when I went for the costume fitting, they were like, "Look at that hair!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, they're gonna make me shave it." And they're like, "We love it. Unbutton your buttons more." <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> well, it's Liberace's world, so it's you know, it's this big gay spectacular extravaganza. Did you know much about Liberace's world? Yeah, well, I knew about him. I knew about his flamboyant shows, and I knew his the costumes, and I knew a lot about, you know, he was, he was a big influence in Vegas. He influenced uh, Elvis and the way he dressed, and I mean, he was he was a real showman, and I knew all that kind of stuff about him. And I also remember when I was younger hearing kind of in the background uh, the stories about him and his boyfriend, and because he had died, he died of AIDS. I guess when I was in high school or something. In the eighties, right? Yeah. yeah. So I remember hearing those stories, and then it got kind of leaked out, like that the boyfriend got plastic surgery to look like a young Liberace, and Ooh. it was like a lot of weirdness. Is that in the in the movie? Yes, it is. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty. Actually, the story is that Liberace actually was getting plastic surgery and then asked his doctor, can you have Scott look like this? And held up a picture of himself as a young man. Oh, my God. So he really changed his whole face uh, at Liberace's request. I think about how bizarre that is that you you love you so much that you want to have sex with you. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's uh, wow. Yeah, that's vanity. That's vanity. It Holy sure is. crap! I didn't know that. Yeah. So wait, Matt Damon it plays the boyfriend in the in the movie. Yeah. So they do that to Matt. Rob Damon. Rob Lowe plays the plastic surgeon. And okay. He's awesome. He, yeah. He looks all pushed, pulled back, and he looks crazy. And he's just this crazy Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. And yeah, and he gets Matt's face all changed and, you know, his chin and his cheekbones and the whole thing. And uh, yeah, it's all in the movie. It's pretty hilarious. What, and that's out next month? May 26th. May yeah. 26th. Yeah, they're running, starting to run the promos and stuff of it now. It's like, this is the good part. This, when you're in a movie, it's great. You get a part and then it just gives you something to talk about for a year. Yeah, you get the part, and you tell people, "I'm going to shoot a movie," and then you shooting, you get to say, "I'm shooting the movie." And then you get to say, <laughs> "I have a movie coming out." Right. Then you have, then you say, "My movie's opening." Then you say, "My movie's now on cable," <laughs> and then hopefully you've gotten something else going that you have to talk about, or you go back to the now it's on DVD. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I was in that movie, so no, but it's great. It was a blast. I mean, to work with. Steven Soderbergh is the second film I did with him. Yeah. I did The Informant with him and Matt. And then uh, he texted me in the middle of the night saying, I'm, I'm putting you in the gayest movie of all time. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like immediately, he said, yes, of course. And then about a half hour later, I woke up and I texted back, what exactly do I have to do? <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> and I think my character is gay, but as Steven Soderbergh said to me, he met my character, who's now like in his 80s. Oh, okay. And he met him and said, uh, I said, so was he gay? And he said, you're much gayer than he is. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured if I just played it like myself, it would come off slightly gay anyway. <laughs> I didn't have to really add to it. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah. Too good. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it was really awesome. We shot in Zsa Zsa Gabor's house. Which that is, she lives like, in now? You see the movie and you see Liberace's house, that's Zsa Zsa Gabor's house. Was she there? She was. We never saw her. She's really old and not well. And one-legged. Like probably in the corner of the house somewhere, just in her room. And she didn't really come out. What was it? Oh, I mean, I'm going to watch the show, but what was her house like? It was great. It was like one of those crazy, you know, L.A., Beverly Hills, up in the hills, kind of sprawling mansion kind of places. The cool thing about those homes out there is I've been to several of them, and you it's very nondescript. It's like, oh, it just looks like a normal house, like we'd see we're in our area. Yeah. But then you go into it, and it just stretches out. It just there's wings to it and levels, and you're like, oh man, this is a badass movie star. Was uh, what's her Frederick or what is it, von Anhalt or what's yeah, the his prince name? Was running prince. Around. Yeah. Doesn't really look like what you think a prince would look like. No. God, no. No, 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 <laughs> and no, he was no. kind of leaking photos out of the characters of TMZ. Oh, really? I think he needs the dough. Oh. So he was, yeah, he was around. He was very nice when I met him, but apparently, you know, everybody has to hustle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I only know him from TMZ, so it's funny that you yeah. say that. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I think I only know him from being caught outside, you know, a grocery store. Right. You know, they, and then he's got, you know, with that accent, I think pretty much everything yeah. he says is can be made poked fun at <laughs> right exactly so. so yeah we shot it there and then we shot it in vegas which was really cool sure. we, sh- we shot in uh, the las vegas hilton like the original showroom where liberace himself played and where sinatra played and elvis played oh wow and uh, jerry weintraub is the producer 
the legendary Jerry Weintraub, who produced a whole bunch of stuff. And he used to manage Elvis and uh, Sinatra at the same time. So he was out on these, those two acts. Touring. Wow. Yeah. He's really a pretty impressive guy to hang out with. Wow. There's a Liberace Museum, isn't there? There was. was. It's closed up. Yeah. It was in Vegas for a long time. And uh, I guess just over time, you know, people don't really know him as, as well. He's kind of like a Lawrence Welk. Like when I think of his career, he was bigger. But I think uh, it's that same kind of thing. It's, it doesn't carry generation to genera- generation. It just, I, yeah. when those, you're, when you're those right. fans start to die <laughs> off, it's just that that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> but a very, I, I mean, I'm I'm all looking forward to the uh, gayest movie of all time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called. Yeah. It's, you know, it's really kind of, I just saw it for the first time last Oh, week. you have? Okay. And it's very gay. I mean, there's, it's their relationship and it's really just shows everything about the relationship. So there's, of course, a lot of intimacy and a, a, a lot of love and a lot of heartbreak. And in a way, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, we're in a time where thankfully people are able to just show gay relationships on TV and Mm -hmm. and film. And I'm sure some people are going to be like, whoa. But for a lot of people, it's just kind of natural. But there's something about this film that it's in Liberace's world. So it almost takes you to a different place. It's not like watching a love story like just in downtown Minneapolis of two guys. Yeah. Which you would relate to your life and to your family and all this. this. There's almost like you go into this different place i literally when i watched it felt like i was i forgot where i was i forgot i was in new york i forgot i was in the movie wow you're just transported into this steven soderbergh does such a great job of creating this world that you really get some submerged into it so it almost like when you see scott get the plastic surgery and when you see these this intimacy between uh michael douglas and matt damon it's just kind of natural there's almost you almost stop judging it as this is a gay film or a straight film. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. You just, he does this, and I think that's a great way to get a lot of people into it. Yeah. You Have know? you worked with HBO before? No. No, I haven't. This oh. is the first time. Yeah. And it's pretty, you you could see why a lot of great work gets made there. Because okay. they're very artist friendly. You, you know, they constantly, all their shows, all their films, all their documentaries, it's it's such a level. Oh, they have a great reputation. Yeah, and I think it's because they let the artists go. And yeah. I think that's what you need when you have a Steven Soderbergh directing. You need to give him, let him do what he's going to do. And, and if you try and get in the way of that, it's like, why would you Why would you hire that person? Right, right, right. Which happens a lot, you know, because you're at different networks and different advertisers and different people and you have... You're not. Be, you're beholden to a lot of other things other than the artist. Did Did any of that happen? Uh, I liked the show you hosted, The Marriage Ref, and we were talking briefly before we uh, started recording here. Uh, you and I had a conversation about that years ago, right before it started. And yeah. It lasted like two seasons. Yeah, it was two seasons. Yeah, and that was. Um, it was fun to do. It was almost. It was almost a really great show. There were a lot of moving parts to it. You know, it's part reality. It was part almost game show. It was part talk show because I would stand on stage, you know, looking over at Ricky Gervais and Larry David and Madonna and Alec Baldwin and Martin Short and Matthew Broderick. And I mean, the list was pretty yeah. insane. Oh, yeah. 
But, and I think, and people really like, I, there, a day doesn't go by where people don't tweet me or contact me and ask, or run into me and ask what's going on with the show. Like, when, where's the show? What happened to the show? We yeah. really like the show. But there was, you know, there's a lot of politics that goes on in television. And I think the biggest problem with that show, really, it was set up as a thing that it wasn't supposed to be. We were supposed to start off on the Sunday at 8 and just be this fun show for married couples. Mm-hmm. And it was right at the time when Leno's 10 o'clock show failed and the network was imploding. And they came oh, to Jerry I... and asked, can we go on at 10 o'clock? Can we be the 10 o'clock on Thursday show? Yeah, the 9 Central. It was a big deal. Yeah. That's a big slot. Yeah. And, you know, they said yes and decided, yeah, we've got a good show. But then they just started shoving it down people's throats that this was going to be the greatest comedy show Seinfeld back on Thursday and they ran the yeah, promos and yeah. even during the Olympics they just were relentless and when you force feed people that kind of thing you tell them how they're supposed to think they repel did you know uh, uh, you know you just said that it was being advertised you push really hard to the Olympics because yeah. we've all seen that you know like uh, uh, like if the World Series is on I remember the one year on TBS it was, or the baseball playoffs and they were just pushing the Frank Caliendo show yeah. down where you're like okay I like Frank but enough right. I mean did you have a feeling that oh my god this is they need I, to hold back a little bit here I didn't I didn't really I didn't at the time because they're promoting it, and you know what? Honestly, the thing that I was, cons- I was so I'd never hosted a show like that, like mm-hmm. on a major network, mm-hmm. and they weren't advertising me. They were advertising the show. They were advertising Jerry, and I was kind of at the time. I remember watching, thinking, "Why aren't they showing me? Why aren't oh! they?" Would like there was this one shot where it was just my hands, what and it was hell? like they obviously weren't pushing me, and I remember just craving more me <laughs> As I was watching, i'm like come on i'm in this show what why are they not and you know almost in a way it was almost a blessing because oh, I suppose, when all yeah. of the negative stuff started coming out right when it launched like because people were saying well this isn't the greatest thing ever it's okay but it's not the greatest thing ever yeah they were they were never mentioning the host they were never mentioning me because i wasn't in the front of it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so it's almost and jerry's like, reputation can handle it and jerry absolutely absolutely so you know i think there was a part of uh and so that was a big part of it and then i think the other thing that kind of happened was the bar was set so high with the guests in the beginning like once you go once you have a show with larry david madonna and ricky gervais yeah it's hard to go to the network and say well this week we're gonna have you know these three b-level comedians sure we love and think are funny but america doesn't know no right and the network was like yeah but what about madonna and then it became like they were looking for one thing and we were trying to make one thing and and then it just was like all right let's wrap this up yeah well according to uh you know if you look at how nbc's doing right now what you were missing was a singing competition part of the show (laughs) man if that if they didn't have that one show they'd have nothing they have nothing yeah they were so cocky in the in the fall, like we were really kicking ass because that show was on and they were number one. As soon as I was off, they were yeah. number five beyond cable networks. So yeah, it's but it's a weird time for TV. It's a weird time to make things work. But yeah, The Walking Dead is kicking ass, and that's yeah. on a. Well, look, I think. What do I know? But anybody, 
that has success on television, they put things on that they believe in, that really believe in, and they let them grow and they let them be. And when they get too involved and think that they can orchestrate the taste of America and what's going to play, those are the networks that really just start to fail. Yeah. And uh, I think we're seeing that. You had a a brief uh, sitcom, right? Yes. That was years ago. Years ago. What network was that on? That was NBC. Also. It was. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think it's. I think there's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I, d- I had a great time, a fun time doing it. It was just, it kind of happened really quickly and early in my career before I even knew what was happening. And they, uh, I got all the way through making a pilot, getting it, getting episodes made, and then the president. There was a change of the president of the network. Like of all the things I had oh. to achieve, I just had to write funny stuff and be funny and do all this kind of stuff. And then the, the new president came in and was like, what's this show? I don't want it. And it was going to be, we were mid-season. We were going to be his first show out of the Oh, okay. Game, and he was not going to put his new reputation on the line for this little come to Papa show. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, that was just a politic kind of thing. Yeah. Would you want to try and do a sitcom again? For sure. I don't have any, look, you know, there's very few people that have one show that is a hit and that makes their career. Right. Very, very few. Right. My pal Jerry Seinfeld is one of them. But you see how unusual that is. When you look at other people throughout, Mm -hmm. from Richard Pryor to George Carlin to, you know, even guys, just friends of like George Wallace and Mm -hmm. guys like that, you just see that there's um it's usually when you look back at their careers it's multiple projects mm-hmm. is the norm yeah you mul- you have a lot of different things that kind of build up and get out to the people it's hard to have a hit it would be great to have a hit yeah i would love to just be on a show and it explodes it must be a blast <laughs> you have such an interesting group of people that you've worked with i mean like uh, well of course there's Seinfeld that we brought up and Matt Damon twice now mm-hmm. in uh, two different movies rob zombie like how, yeah. how are you let's start with seinfeld how did you ever meet him i met him in the clubs in new york yeah when he was done with the sitcom and he came back to new york and started doing stand-up and he didn't there weren't a lot of people that he was hanging with because all his his group was gone it was just a bunch of young guys and colin quinn okay and a lot of times colin quinn takes he likes to take credit for my relationship with jerry he's like it wasn't for me you never would have. <laughs> hey yeah that's good but, but there's a difference <laughs> he you definitely I'm sure he gave my seal of approval, but I met Jerry on my own just when he came into the clubs and I was doing stand-up while he walked in before he'd gone on stage. He was just coming, checking out the scene. Yeah. And I came off stage one day and he said I was really funny. And I was just like, oh, all right, I'm done. I don't have to do anything more. This guy gave me the seal of approval. I'm just like, I'm not, I don't, <laughs> it's not just in my head that I think I'm funny. Yeah, this yeah. He's actually giving me. So that really meant everything. And then we just started hanging out. We had the same sense of humor, and I was soaking everything in for like a sponge also at the same time. And I just learned so much about, you know, I work in a similar way where I write a lot. And, and I, when you're young, you don't really know, am I, is this right? Yeah. Is this the right way to work? Because you see other people who just get high and go on stage. <laughs> I like, am I, do I have to do that? And... Sometimes it works. Yeah, I guess it works for some people. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. It does not make me funnier. So I uh I just had a real affirmation that I was he was my my little pathway, he had gone 
a similar way. And I mean that in a, in a creative way and how you work and how you write and how you treat your shows and mm -hmm. how, you, how hard you do it and all the rest of it. And it was a real affirmation and, and a great friendship. We just became really good friends and, you know, there's nothing... I call him the comedy chiropractor because if I don't talk to him for a while and you're just feeling confused about what you're doing creatively or just whatever about comedy, I can call him and by the time I hang up, it's like I've had this adjustment, this chiropractic comedy adjustment because he loves comedy so much and takes pride in it mm -hmm. that he makes you feel great about being a comedian. Like for a lot of times you could be like, oh, I'm just playing a club. Yeah. And why? My, and you see another guy in a movie or you see another guy hosting a show. Sure. And you're like, oh, I'm only, well, I'm, I'm just going to bananas and I'm going <laughs> to. And then you hang up with him and it's like, hell yeah, I got to go headline this club for these people and do yeah, what I do. Yeah, oh, that's good. Which is an amazing, amazing thing. And yeah. he really, he always straightens you out. Does he have any, uh, uh, I mean, will we be seeing him going on the road again? Is he still? This is the great, this is one of the biggest puzzles that I cannot figure out. People ask that question all the time. When are we going to see him on tour? When, what's he doing? Is he going? He's out every single weekend playing sold out shows somewhere in America. Yeah. Tonight he's somewhere. and But unless you're in that city that he happens to be performing in, nobody knows it. And it's a weird thing because I think it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just a where stand-up is in the culture or in the news. or. But, I mean, here you have a guy. Bill Cosby is the same thing. He's still out there. Oh, yeah. Doing shows every weekend. And but people just don't talk about it, and it's such a shame because you're right. Yeah, these are these this is these guys are the Frank Sinatra uh -huh. of comedy. These are the monsters touring, yeah, selling out. They yeah. put a show up, and they just they're not doing a podcast in the ass end of a comedy club to sell their tickets. <laughs> they just put in the paper, I'm going to be there, and it sells out. Right, and people show up. Yeah, and they're at the top of their craft. And they're, it's an amazing thing to watch. And then yet, even someone like yourself who really knows comedy is like, so what? when's he coming back? Yeah. Isn't I've seen both. I am proud to say that I've seen both the people we're talking Bill Cosby, I've seen live on stage. Yeah. Unbelievable. And that was just five years ago. Loved it. Yeah. And I've seen Seinfeld twice, actually. Right. I was lucky enough to see him at a... And you may have opened that day at a theater show in Minneapolis. Yeah, that's a good chance. Four, five, six years ago, sure. maybe. And yeah. then uh, I saw him once at a uh, on a complete fluke. It was one back when they had a comedy festival, a uh, year annual comedy festival in Las Vegas. Oh, I my opened buddy, that show. Okay, well, we yeah. showed up late because my buddies and I were walking through the uh, the uh, no, Caesars. It was Caesars, at Caesars, yeah. yeah. Caesars and this woman came up. It was like, like five of us. She's like, "You guys want to go see Jerry Seinfeld?" Yeah, sure. And you, you, you know, right. Your initial reaction when you hear something like that is, "Okay, what are you gonna yeah. rob us blind for <laughs> right, these tickets?" Exactly. You're holding your wallet. Yeah, and she goes, uh, "You know, we said, uh, okay, when? Uh, well, he started ten minutes ago." <laughs> okay, uh, sure. She goes, here, and just handed us tickets. Oh, that's great. So we got to see Jerry Seinfeld for free. At Caesars, which is an amazing Caesars. place. Yes. No, it's great. And I think, but I, it's just this weird thing. And I guess it's, I guess it's one of the cooler parts of it, is that it doesn't have to be national news that he's doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But he's able to just go out and, and continue on. It's... Uh, yeah, it's very strange. People are always asking, so what's he going to do? 
I guess if you're not in, if you don't have a huge movie coming out, people will think you're not doing anything. You know that show, the one in uh, in Minneapolis that I saw, he did, and I I just assumed that this happened a lot. At the end of the show, he would you know, like, does anybody have any questions yeah. or comments? Right? Did that happen a lot? Yeah, yeah, he does yeah, all the time. Yeah, and someone asked about, uh, and this was before they did the Seinfeld, you know, quasi reunion on um, Larry David's show, yeah, on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and someone you know yelled out, you know, what about a Seinfeld reunion? And he and this is probably his, you know, standard answer, yeah. but he just said, uh, you know, uh, I don't really need to. Right. And you know why? Because I'm rich. Yeah, because I'm old, I'm rich, and I'm tired. That's it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Perfect. Yeah. And, you know, I think someone not as as respected as Jerry Seinfeld could say that, and you'd be like, that can, you kind of sound like a dick saying that. But yeah. like, no, you're right. Yeah, no. you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he has an amazing, I mean, it's, it's what makes him such a great comic he has a amazing amazing ability to cut through everything and just pull out the truth <laughs> now everybody says matt damon is such a great guy can you say something bad about him um yeah he's better looking in person than he is on film what a dick yeah isn't that irritating that's not fair no it's not <laughs> fair at all and uh he can shave his head and grow back a full head of hair in like a month asshole douche <laughs> and he uh he also can drop like 25 pounds like in a couple of weeks if he needs to for a roll and i'm guessing reverse that and put on 20 pounds of muscle just to, yeah, yeah right yeah. he yeah he showed up at liberace and he had to be like in a speedo and someone's like hey you, you it looks like you've been lifting like you've been working out he's like yeah i just started the other day <laughs> so yeah if there's that's a how. That's a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> Some, what of a superhuman? <laughs> <laughs> now, how about Rob Zombie? How do you? Now, I watched before you answer that. I want to say that I watched your uh, special. It's on. Where did I catch it? Netflix. Yeah, it's on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, I watched I, it on Netflix. Yeah, it just moved to Netflix. I loved it. Oh, thanks. Really good stuff, Tom. Oh, really, really much. funny. Thank you very much. Now, I want to. The beginning is really interesting. Now, I'll say for people who don't know, Rob Zombie directed yeah. your special. Yep. That one was called Live. Live from New York Live City. Live from New York City. Uh, and the beginning is very... Describe the beginning of the video. Uh, well, we shot... We The reason I got Rob is because I wanted it to feel like a film. You know, I, want the, I didn't want it to just feel like a blown out Comedy Central special. I just wanted it to feel a little more filmic. So I got this film director and friend of mine, Rob Zombie... And, you know, we picked the Union Square Theater in New York, which is kind of an older theater. We want to have that feel of like a vaudeville house. Oh, it looks beautiful. We have like the paint coming off the walls kind of a feeling to it. Even the shots behind the scenes when you're like, it just looks so cool and old. So cool. Yeah. So we shot this thing where I'm basically getting ready to, and walking up to the stage. And as I'm walking through the halls, I'm passing all these old vaudeville acts. Yeah. So there's like a woman with a... With the uh, sword swallower, there's a strong man, there's a ventriloquist, there's a weird tap dance act that's on the stage while yes. coming up. And and it's cool because I, what, I'm really proud of it because it has a mix of what I'm about, which is the comic just going, doing his thing. And it also has a little bit of Rob to it, which he has a real respect and love for that old style freak show, yeah, show yeah. business. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. And it's all black and white. And then when I come up on stage, it pops into color. and It works great. It's really oh, good. thanks. Yeah. I have a question specifically about that with the uh, sword swallower. The, yeah. You pulled it? I, I pulled it out of her throat, which I always thought it was a gag. 
but there's a real metal sword. No pun sword. intended there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but there's a real metal sword in this woman's throat. And I pull it out, and it was so creepy because you could feel it scraping against the sides <laughs> of whatever it scrapes against. <clears throat> and then there's like a big thing of saliva at the end. It was really in her body. Oh, How many takes was that? Two. Yeah. Really? <laughs> We got it. And they're, they're also saying be careful because you don't want to, <laughs> I don't know. And what do you practice on? Cut her insides up. <laughs> oh, it was really weird. But it looked cool. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, I can. I got to ask him how many takes that yeah. was. Oh, and I was on the, it was on steps, so I'm yeah. below her. So the angle wasn't great where I could have screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> wow 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 well that i yeah so i really enjoyed that uh special oh, and, yep, and it's on netflix and, um, so people have netflix they can check that yeah, out yeah yeah and it just moved there to netflix and it's it's a lot of people watch comedy specials on netflix i i do it uh you know as a prep for this you know the podcast here yeah. whoever the, my guest is going to be i always search their name on netflix and if something pops up yeah I no, it's, it's great that. because, you know, it was on Comedy Central, which was cool, but they only ran it a couple of times Yeah, and then moved to Netflix. And now all these people are rediscovering it. You know, it was only out a year, but it's great that it has a second life. My next one. Yeah, let's I, talk about that. I just filmed uh, at the Skirball Center in New York and Rob's directing that one, too. And uh, that one's called Freaked Out. And uh, that one is coming out on in July and it's coming out on Epic's which is like stars, and they'll be there for a month, and then it moves right to Netflix. Oh, okay. So that'll be cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm psyched that it's going right there, because just the response of the last one was like, oh, comedy fans want it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So the partnership with them and Epics should be pretty great. It's, well, you know, I mean, it's so convenient, uh, especially like with comedy, uh, you know, you're sitting together with your buddies, yeah, instead of flipping through channels or and not finding show. anything. Yeah, I mean, boom, comedy special, and it's yeah. on right there. Yeah, no, it's pretty great. So how do you, uh, Rob Zombie, I mean, honestly, it's hard for me to picture you two as pals. <laughs> I don't think I'm the only person that thinks that. No. It's how does really, that happen? Well, I'm pretty badass. Yeah. People don't realize <laughs> how hardcore <laughs> I really am. I don't know. We just became friends in New York. He, I mean, in uh, L.A., he came to a show a mutual friend brought him along. A friend of mine acted in Thousand Corpses, House of a Thousand Corpses, which was one of his films. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they were friendly, and then they brought him along to see my stand-up, and uh, he thought it was funny, I hope. And then uh, then we were just kind of hung out, and we were at a wedding together and for the same friend, and we just kind of hit it off. Was and it Brian Posehn? No, oh. it was uh, an actress, okay. Jen Justin. Who's a good friend and a great actress, and so we just became friendly, and then we just really kind of, you know, we had a fun time hanging out together. And then he was doing this animated; he had this animated film idea off of one of his comic books called uh, Super Bisto, El Super Bisto, who was a superhero professional wrestler kind of guy. So he asked if he thought it'd be funny to have this big bulky wrestler with my voice as the guy as his yeah. as his voice. He thought it'd be funny. And then it turned out he needed, there were some problems with the production of it, and he needed to rewrite the script. So he asked if I would write it with him. So the two of us spent a whole summer working on this script and just had a blast. He was really funny, and we had a really great time doing it. And uh, 
we just kind of hit it off creatively. We could really work together. So we made this. That, it took like three years to get that movie out. That's on Netflix too. Yeah, I have, uh, that, that one I haven't Bell caught. Super it. Bisto. It's yeah. insane. It's more. <laughs> it's more Rob than it is me. There's a lot of uh, craziness going on. There's Nazi zombie bikers that who are the bad guys and a lot of naked cartoon chicks and and uh, and I'm the lead character. I do the voice for the character. Okay. It's pretty, yeah. It's pretty hilarious. And um, so we hit it off creatively. And then when I was going to do this special, we just got to talking about it. And I really wanted it to be, like I said, like a film. And we kind of just kind of saw eye to eye on it. And it's just great when you go into a situation and you have a guy who knows your vision. And I just don't have to work that hard on that part of it. I can work on the comedy. And he makes everything else happen without compromise. He ever bring you to one of his shows? Yeah, I've been to a bunch of his shows. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Do you, are you? Ba- I'm picturing you backstage. <laughs> yeah, Do you go backstage and yeah, watch from sure. there, and yeah. yeah, on the tour bus or backstage and hang out with John Five, who's this guitarist, and it's so how freaking cool is that? It's the coolest. It's the coolest because they're really. I mean, they put on a kick-ass show. Yeah, and they're dressed like crazy, and they're face makeup oh yeah outfits and the stage show is insane and you're just backstage like so uh so how things going good yeah we're gonna go out to dinner next and you you know right it's pretty badass those guys are really serious it's really cool and it 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 definitely feels cool to be on the that end of like a rock show it has to yeah yeah it's really pretty great especially that whole you know the old thing where um Oh, you know, like uh, comedians want to be rock stars. Rock stars want to be comedians. Yeah. Like, you know, I yeah. know you've heard that before. So. Yeah, for sure. And I've always heard that before, but I know my skill set. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not to be the rock star. So it's really fun just to be like, just to be a part of it and be backstage. And it, what was really cool is the last one he did was at a Hammerstein in uh, New York, which is a small rock club. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe a thousand people, I guess, or something like that it's you know, one of those smaller winter shows yeah and um john five i was in this like little balcony thing in the back and john five is such a great guitarist and he's so amazing and he he could see me so he kept like pointing at me and making eye kind of faces and stuff and i was like now that's really cool ah, yeah <laughs> now that he's on stage doing it it was like really badass oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah so he's gonna go out he just has a new album that just actually it's an amazing amount of really gets stuff made he's badass like he he doesn't wait for people to say yes he just he in like this one week he has lords of salem his film just came out and then a a new movie which i don't even know the name of it's like the rat regeneration project something his new album just came out yesterday and then he's gonna go on tour i mean talk about you know, getting stuff done. Holy crap. Yeah, it's pretty great. So the good news is he's going to be on tour all summer. So I'll get to go act like a badass again. I never know what to wear when I go to, when I go to see him. Because I don't want to all of a sudden be like, oh, now I'm trying to fit into the scene. Right. But you also don't want to be a complete nerd. You don't want to show up in your suit that you wear on stage. Yeah, you know, or, right. So I, I am dressing a little, it's still suit based but it's a little more 70s funky sure kind of thing yeah but uh so it's like a, it always 
It always, uh, it's, you can't, it has to be a little calculated. You want to be accepted by the roadies too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh yeah. I mean? You know what I mean? They're probably the real judges of yeah. coolness. So you, you got it's very difficult to figure out what to wear to those concerts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I imagine yeah. it would be. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably not stealing anything out of his wardrobe. <laughs> What's so impressive about rock stars like Rob is that they don't have anything in their closet that's not rock star. Like, even at his most casual. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, he'll have the coolest T-shirt with the coolest boots and, you know, funky glasses or weird hat. Like, he never... Like, if you look in your closet, you know, there's a lot of things you could pull out that will make you look like a nerd. Mm-hmm. Right? It's oh, yeah. Like, here's my polo shirt. Here's my weird, you know, New Balance sneakers. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have the ability to walk out of the house like that. Yeah. That's how cool his closet is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes me really think, like, I should just throw out everything that I've got and make it more badass. What you're saying is his closet is cooler than the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, completely. Pretty much. And when he goes out on the street, he's still that, he's, he's not, you're not going to catch him at the supermarket looking like, in his sweatpants, just looking with a football jersey on. He's and slippers. Like, he's never going to not be Rob. Fuzzy slippers. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so is he done f- uh, putting together this new special that's coming out? And- yeah, we just finished editing. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's all locked. So you've watched, do you do you watch? Yeah. Do you I sit edited, there and watch yeah, through your no, whole I, specials? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how was that? It's rough. It's hard. This one I'm really proud of. The material's great. It's really blown out. I wanted to do the anti-anti-show business trend, where people are just you know they're just performing T-shirts and don't really care. And I was like, no, I'm in show business. I want to make this big. Mm-hmm. I want it to be big and fun and kick-ass. And you know, it's all dressing. It's all about the act anyway. So let's right. have fun with it. Let's yeah. make it really kind of broad. The sh- the set looks like it's like the Gong Show meets Sunny and Cher. It's like big bulbs and really brightly lit and fun. I have uh, the Tom Papa dancers start the show out. Oh boy! There's like these girls that are out there, these sexy girls dancing, and have this big entrance. It's it's really pretty, pretty off the charts. And uh, so I'm really proud of it in that regard. But then anytime you watch yourself, you're like, oh, I'm more bald than I thought. <laughs> Look at my neck. I can't, you know, it's a little rough, but I'm proud of it. It, it, I got through it. The first time you watch it, you're like, you hate yourself. And then the second time you can kind of, now you're just working. You're like, all right, we got to tighten that up, move that over here, that kind of thing. Yeah. Let's talk about the, uh, the, now someone who works in just a regular, what are they called? Terrestrial radio. Yes. Uh, of course, I despise satellite radio. No, I'm kidding. But, yes. uh, you know, there is some competition, but you do a satellite is radio really, show. I, you know, I mean... Not- They're such different things. They are. I don't think people bail on terrestrial because of... And no, I don't It really think so. comes down to whether or not your car came with it. <laughs> you are 100% correct. Right? If your yeah. car has it, you'll listen to some stuff. Yeah. But then you also crave the local stuff. You need to hear your weather. You need to hear your mm-hmm. traffic. Yeah. You need to hear that connection to what what are the shows in town. Yeah. No, I know. And I mean, you know, I'm doing this podcast. This podcast competes with everything else yeah. out there. So what's the, you know. No, yeah. I know. What's the difference? But. Uh, yeah. It is kind of. I, I really was asking just out of curiosity. Cause yeah. 
No, there isn't too much. Copy. Yeah. But, I mean, you're dead on about uh, if it comes with your new car or right. not. Because there's so that, that is the reply you get from everyone. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I had it for like a year, then it ran out. Yeah, I didn't renew. Yeah. I know. But yeah, but I am on it. I have a show on Sirius XM called Come to Papa, mm-hmm. which is uh, similar to this show where I sit down with comedians and uh, or artists, you know, just did uh, this week is Mario Batali. Oh, wow. And uh, I've had Rob did it and uh, you know, a couple other people that aren't comics. And the real fun, though, for the show that I'm really into is I'm doing live shows. I'm doing a um, like classic radio with comedians. It's almost like a Garrison Keeler, but in the hands of all comics. So I have a jazz band that plays, and then I have like Nick DiPaolo and Jim Norton and Colin Quinn and Amy Schumer and all these great comics yeah. come on, and we actually do scripted stuff, you know, for whatever we have going on. Okay, now I wish I had satellite radio. Yeah, and uh, it's really, really great. And then in between where you'll have like music acts i have comedians so i'll have like maybe three acts do like you know short sets really in between and then uh and then i have this old time announcer who does like these funny ads and uh i'm really really enjoying it because i write the whole thing so i i have another one that i'm going to do on may 7th in new york so now i've got to come up with a 40 page script by holy crap yeah and uh but it's really fun it really is a blast and i've really really into it and i want to do more of those live live things yeah i are you doing a new show every week or no i'm only doing the live one right now i'm doing like maybe once a month right and uh the show comes out every week it's like six o'clock on uh six o'clock east uh on fridays and then it repeats saturdays and wednesdays but uh the live show i'm doing uh i'm doing uh about once a month and now I'm thinking, can I go to twice a month? It's just a lot of writing. It's a, you know, it's a it's a big production. So to do it, I know if I make if I st- I love it. So it's one of these creative things where it's like, okay, but if I step it up, it's going to take up more a lot more work. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know. You know, it's hard when you're touring a lot and you're working on all this. How much stuff. are you touring right now? Um, a good amount. Not right now. I'm gonna this this one. This one now, and then I have a big theater show in Philadelphia at the Kimmel Center on Mother's Day weekend. And then uh, I'm kind of dialing back a little bit because the special is going to come out in July. So I toured really heavy up until shooting the special. Of course. And now, uh, and now I'm spending a lot more time in New York just developing new stuff. And so when the special hits, I can go out on the road after that, like in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. The Comedy Cellar, is that where you go? And- That's my spot. Yeah. Yep, it's right across the park from where I live, and oh, really? Just walk there every night and do my thing, and it's the best. Yeah, that's one of the. Uh, I've actually been there. It's a good one, right? Yes, very cool. Yeah, and in fact, I your uh, when whenever I hear your name, I think about that place. I didn't see you the oh, night yeah. I was there, but the voicemail of when you would call. I remember having to call to get the schedule each right. night, and every night of the week that we were going to be in New York, uh-huh. you were on the bill. Oh, yeah. And I don't know whose voice it is, but it was, Yeah, that's Esty. That's the woman who books it. Okay. Every time I see your name, I think, Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, no, I'm there. When I'm home, which is 
for now is in New York, and uh, if I'm home, I'm I'm there. I only take one night off a week, and uh, usually Sunday or Monday. Usually Monday, take off, and then the rest of the nights of the week, I'm at the cellar. Holy crap! Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, you know? I just if I'm, I'd much rather do that than anything else. <laughs> I want to go back to that a forty-page script, and you're putting that together yourself. What kind of? Yeah. Uh, I want to hear about these fake uh, and they're these goofy commercials. Yeah, like uh, it's hard. Um, one of them was, uh, you know, we got this great guy Rick Chrome who has this great classic radio voice. He's a comic also. Okay, he's done Broadway, and he just has this really classic voice, and he'll be like. This segment of Come to Papa was brought to you by Gummy Hairs. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it's almost like wacky pack ads. Yeah, sure. Right? Sure. It's like twist like Gummy Hairs and uh, something like the uh, Buttermilk Water Park. <laughs> you know, like just goofy kind yeah, of yeah. bizarre things. And coming out of that voice. Yeah, coming really out of that voice. Yeah. And just like really classic and he gets his laughs. Perfect. And, oh, yeah. that's great. No, it's great. And a lot of them were theme based, like valentine's or christmas or whatever and now it's writing them without themes it gets a little trickier no sure sure um do you know how many times you've been on the tonight show i do not a lot though a lot how do you get so lucky to be on so many times um i'm uh really funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know. You know, it's really... It's Do you consider of, Jay a friend like these other guys we've been talking about? Yeah, he's... I don't talk to him off the show, but whenever you're there, he's super cool. Like, he really remembers, like, my family. You know, he's he's been really great to me. And, um, no, he's he's definitely a good guy. It's There's a strange thing, though, with the late-night shows. It's like... Um, the relevance, uh, you can feel the relevance of doing those late night spots. They're almost more important for y- you and your other comic friends than it is for the audience. Mm. And I still like doing them because I think it serves a real good purpose of making you work hard. And if you can get a set, a four or five minute set that's ready for that show, that means you've really done your work leading up mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. And it's always good to have those goals and to keep you going. But with the way everything's changing, you know, people see so much on Netflix and see so much on YouTube and the numbers of people. I've never done a set on these late night shows where they're like, the club will say, oh, we, a lot of people are coming out tonight because they saw you on that show. Oh, okay. The relevance is diminishing, which is really kind of strange. They're still great to do. They're still the, the outlets. And I think maybe it ebbs and flows and maybe they'll come back. But I don't know. And didn't you have some sort of, when he did the 9 o'clock? The 10 o'clock show? Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess oh, I'm saying 9 central. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the one before the news. Yeah, <laughs> um, the primetime one. Yes, the primetime yeah. show. You, is there some, some significance? You were like the... I was the first comedian, straight comic to do the... Okay, that's to what do it was. Stand I thought I was remembering that, that correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was going to be a big deal. I was on with <laughs> Holly Berry. And a lot of people were were there. A lot of people saw it, I guess. But again, you know, the impact of it. Yeah. I don't know. What? Uh, okay, so you're going on. You're doing more touring. You got the got the movie. What? Um, yeah. Remind the informant. There was something in there. Um, prosthetic nose. Oh <laughs> yeah. 
Don't you ever? Yeah, no, I would talk about that all the time. Again, back to Matt being not the most, the greatest guy to hang out with. Because all my girlfriends, friends who were girls, would be like, he's so hot, I can't believe you're working with him. So I came on set like, how hot is he? Come on, you know. Is he that great looking that the, all these women are going nuts? Yeah. So we're sitting at lunch, you know, just in this cafeteria setting. And you're sitting there at lunch and I'm looking over at Matt. And I'm like, all right, he's got blue eyes. That's girls like that, I guess. And I'm like, he's a chiseled, you know, classic American jaw. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool too, I guess. I'm like, all right, I, and I, I'll give it up. He's better looking than me, but he's not that much better looking than me. And then you realize he's gained 40 pounds and he's wearing a prosthetic nose. <laughs> I love that. I just love I'm that. like, even he's trying to look schlubby <laughs> and I'm still like, all right, he's still got me beat. <laughs> oh, I just but though no, we hang out a lot. Like we, we've become really good friends. And really? Yeah. And our families are really tight and his wife is amazing. And so we hang out a lot and, uh, it's kind of, <laughs> you really, he, he's always playing it down so he could just blend in with, you go to dinner or whatever. And, He's just, I don't know. He's just got it. You know what's weird? He doesn't, he he has that movie star thing where he can look pretty regular. Uh And then all of a sudden he'll flash a smile and you're just like, oh, Uh, all right. He should be in the movies. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's, uh, and he's annoyingly nice. That just makes it worse. Mm -hmm. Hey, I I pulled your name up on uh, IMDb. Yeah. Why is John and Kate plus eight listed in there? I don't know. I have not been able to figure that one out. I've tried to get it removed. And what's interesting is Maria Bamford has the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think it might be the same episode. So the only thing I can think of is maybe they went by a comedy club once. And even though they didn't use us, we were somehow our names were attached to it or yeah. something. Yeah. John and Kate plus eight. I had no clue. Why was I? You're there? not one of the eight kids. I'm not one of the eight so kids. Make that clear. I didn't have an affair with either of them. Kate or John. John yep. I uh, never met them. I was just like, why am I on there? And then I saw Maria's. <laughs> She's the same thing. Okay, yeah. I was looking through that last night. I'm going, yeah. there's not, this has got to be a mistake. Yeah, no, what it's the... a big mistake. But yeah. anything else that makes my resume look more well rounded, I'll take. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> and he does weird reality shows. <laughs> right. I uh yeah, we're just about out of time here. That's great. Did we hit an hour? I think yeah, we're just a Almost. little short. We're just a little we're short. Just a little short. Ah, that's always disappointing. Oh. Cuz I'm got cuz when I do the show it's like, oh, and that hour went so fast. And this one almost got there. <laughs> just cuz this is when Son I happen to look at my watch. So. <laughs> well, you got to go pick up your kids anyway. I have to go pick up my kids. I have to go be a dad. You have two daughters, right? I do. I've got two daughters. You could actually see them in the beginning of the special on Netflix. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, hidden. It's kind of like the Hitchcock thing. They're in there. You know see they're if there. You can find it. They know they're there. Yep. <laughs> and now we have to find them. See if you can figure it out. So, how's the club been going? Is have things been here? Awesome. Always kick ass. Yeah, of course. It's great. Yeah. Such good audiences here. I've done the last two specials in uh, in New York. I think the next one I want to do here. In Minneapolis. That, uh, yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, I know. They're such great. I remember seeing like a Bill Maher special from years ago 
it was like one of his early ones, I think maybe before his shows, and it was filmed in Minneapolis. I was oh, like, really? Hey, why? Yeah. And then after I started touring and coming around, I was like, oh, I see. Oh, yeah. This is nice here. Yes. <laughs> yes. These are good crowds. And you need a twins hat. Yeah. I'll get my twins hat. Mm-hmm. If I didn't, if I, are they here? Are they in town this weekend? Um, no. Rats. I mean, yes, they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but it's no competition for the comedy shows. <laughs> Actually, they play in the afternoon. They probably on, play in the afternoon. They do. They play in the afternoon on Saturday. It's going to be 70-some degrees. Oh, now maybe I have something to do. I think you got something to do on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get a hat and go. <laughs> and then people come to the shows. Yes. Now, it is really great to be back. Yep. This is really cool. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, where can people uh, give out your Twitter and all that go stuff? Go to TomPapa.com. That has all of my uh, tour dates on it. And I'm always on Twitter at TomPapa, P-A-P-A. And uh, those are the two places you'll find me most. I have a really dumb question for you. Shoot. Do you know any words that rhyme with Papa? Uh, no. I don't think there are any. Yeah. I don't know why that came in my... It's so interesting. It's such... I don't know why I thought of that, but earlier today I put your name in a... this. Or no, I just, I just put Papa in this thing that yeah. looks for things that rhyme with it. I don't even know what I was going for. That's so funny you said But because... it said zero words rhyme with Papa, and then it had like 54 words are similar. That's hilarious. Similar sounding. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing point because, you know, of course... P-A-P-A, Papa, the jokes and the whatever when you're a kid coming up are just endless. You know, Mama Papa, sure, Papa Boner, whatever. <laughs> it's just never ending. Yeah. So I've always thought about that part. I never in my life have thought about the rhyming, of anything rhyming with it. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's a good thing you're not a rapper because you'd be... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why they call me Big Papa. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. What did he rhyme it with? He didn't. He didn't? Nope. He just put some attitude behind it. There, there it is. <laughs> well, that's good. At least I came away with a little nugget of knowledge about myself. Yeah, you and Rob can You're work like on that. You're like a new Barbara Walters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wait, no, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's good. That's a real good thing. You'll be on The View when she dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, me and those ladies. Thank you, Tom. All right, thanks. We made an hour. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>